From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Daniel Sellerson. D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra. Yeah. And the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Daniel Salerson. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome in to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson, once again filling in for Sean Kelly, who is prepping for the Pelican Suns game tonight. I hope everyone is enjoying Mardi Gras so far. I was able to take in the parades last night, so that was fun, and uh, unfortunately we'll miss out tonight due to the Pelicans game. But hopefully everyone is being safe, and we'll also tune in to the game tonight. It's a nationally televised game on ESPN, so the team getting more exposure for the second straight game. And of course, you can hear it on the radio on 105.3 WWL-FM and the Pelicans Radio Network. The big news yesterday was Anthony Davis was officially listed as day-to-day with a injured left shoulder. No word yet on if he will play tonight, but we should find out more closer to game time. Pelicans radio analyst John DeShazer will join me to preview tonight's game and talk about the AD injury. Also on today's show is former Saints quarterback Jeff Blake. Jeff is in town for the Prep 100 series that takes place tomorrow, and Jeff will fill us in on what goes on there later on in the show. And then we'll wrap up our combine talk this week with former LSU quarterback Zach Mettenberger. He spoke to the media last week in Indy, and in case you missed it online at NewOrleansSaints.com, we'll replay that interview for you later on as well. Up first, though, a preview of tonight's Pelican Suns game with John DeShazer. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Every year, people whose statistics say would die from a serious health problem come to Auctioner and live. To us, nothing proves quality more than saving a life no one else could. In fact, on average, statistics say patients who come here are more likely to survive than at other hospitals in the state. Incredible outcomes aren't just happening at one hospital either. Seven of the top hospitals in the state for survival rates are Auctioner. We're also Louisiana's only hospital ranked by U.S. News & World Report in eight different specialties and number one in the country by care checks for liver transplant. It's no wonder people from all over the world come here. A higher quality of care. One more reason to choose Auctioner. And with hospitals and health centers all over the region, connecting is as easy as finding the Auctioner name. Learn more about why quality matters at auctionerquality.org. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, our first guest today has been voted Best Pelicans Radio Analyst for the second straight season. Of course, he is the only one that votes. John DeShazer joins us now from the desert. J.D., good morning. How is uh, Phoenix, Arizona treating you? Man, that's pretty cold, Um, (laughs) but great. (laughs) It's nice and sunny, and that's why you guys, see, that's why it's cold cold there, because of that kind of intro. (laughs) Come on, J.D., they're just playing around now. (laughs) I I would vote for you, too. Well, you know, well, that makes two of us. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, J.D., Anthony Davis officially listed as day-to-day, and uh, we don't know if he'll play tonight, but if he doesn't, how do you think the Pelicans um, 
will play. How how do you think their lineup will shape up? Last time, Tyreek Evans played a little bit of the three. They moved Al Frucamu to the four when he was first injured, and they seem to switch out that lineup. How do you think the starting lineup will look like if AD doesn't play tonight? Well, this actually could uh, could work out a little bit better for them from the standpoint of Phoenix's power forward. Uh, usually it's Channing Fry, and he's a spot-up three shooter, even though he's 6'11". He's a guy who runs around the perimeter, doesn't rebound particularly well. So you could go with Alfaruk Amino at the power forward and go back with Tyreek Evans as your starting small forward if you need to do that. They also could go big. You could go with you know um, um, with Alfaruk Amino remaining at the, the at the small forward and go with Alexia Jensa at the at the power forward or at the center along with Greg Stingsma. So either one of those lineups could go. But I would I'd be a little surprised. If Anthony Davis can't go, if it's not off for Rupa Minu moving to the power forward, because he might be a better matchup for the perimeter-oriented Channing Fry. It's going to be very hard uh, to do if AD doesn't play, but how do you replace a guy like AD in the lineup as far as his point production, his blocks, his rebounds, his defense? I mean, how do, how do the Pelicans make up for that tonight? Well, I mean, you have severe gaps, especially defensively, and that's where it hurt the most against Dallas. You miss his defensive presence in terms of protecting the rim. And the Pels really couldn't keep the mass out of the paint, couldn't keep him from around the rim. Uh, Scoring-wise, you know, you hope that uh, a guy who's been in a slump like Tyreek Evans, who has not played well at all lately, you hope that he can snap out of his shooting slump. You hope that Eric Gordon can give you another 19 to 20 points, as he did last game against Dallas, although he turned it over five times, so that didn't help. You hope that Brian Roberts can give you another 17 points or so. And so that's where you kind of make up for those points. But as much as anything, you can't turn the basketball over as much as they did against uh, against the Mavericks. 21 turnovers led to 30 Dallas points, and that absolutely destroyed them. This team just doesn't have the firepower to be able to overcome giving extra possessions and extra points to the opponent. Now, the Pelicans have not won since the All-Star break. J.D., what concerns you the most about this Pelicans team during the five-game losing streak? Well, it's the defense. I mean, you know, again, uh, you know, they didn't play particularly well against Dallas offensively. Game before that against the Clippers at home, they allowed the Clippers to score, um, you know, 30-plus points in three of the quarters. And then we saw the Mavericks do pretty much the same thing when they scored 108. The Mavericks scored 29 points in two quarters and 30 points in a quarter. They've had some defensive lapses, and that's what's really destroying them. Dallas shot 52% from the field. And that's where opponents have really taken advantage of the Pelicans. They've really gotten over on them defensively. And if you can't get stops in the NBA, it's hard enough to score as it is. But if if you're just trading baskets and you run out of firepower, now all of a sudden it becomes almost impossible to win. And so, you know, the last couple of games, like I said, the Clippers scored 123, the Mavs scored 108. They can't give away those kinds of point totals being shorthanded. You've got to keep teams in the 90s and give yourself at least an opportunity to win. Doesn't get any easier tonight facing the Suns, who are 33 and 24 and are a little hungry after getting thumped by Utah Wednesday night, 109 to 86. John, uh, what do the Pelicans have to do to snap their losing streak tonight against Phoenix? Well, it's pretty much the same thing they did against Dallas. What they needed to do against Dallas and didn't quite do. They need to chase the three-point line. Dallas went 10 to 22 on threes, and Dallas is a high-volume three-point shooting team. So is Phoenix. Phoenix is going to hoist up some threes. You know, they drive and kick, and especially if Goran Dragic is is healthy for tonight. We don't know how he's going to be. He uh, injured his ankle, didn't play in the last game. <clears throat> he's just like um, just like Anthony Davis. He's day-to-day, so we're not exactly sure if he's going to play, but they're a driving kick team. They like to shoot threes. They're not going to really hurt you so much 
on the interior. But again, they're a team that's going to you know shoot high volume on threes. So the Pelicans are going to have to be wary. They're going to have to guard the three point line. They're going to have to chase Phoenix off. And even though you know they're going to make some three pointers because they take so many of them, you want them to be volume shooters at at the three point line. You can't have them being as efficient as Dallas was. You can't have them being ten for twenty two. If they're going to make ten, you want it to be ten for thirty two or ten for thirty four or something like that. Because if they're that efficient, then that means they're going to be able to draw out your defense. Then they're going to be able to drive, and they're going to have pretty much everything they want. And we've seen the Suns pretty much handle handle the, the Pels a couple of times already this season that way. The first two times the Pelicans played Phoenix, the Pelicans lost by six and seven points, respectively, and Eric Bledsoe was the Suns' leading scorer. No Bledsoe tonight, who's still out with injury, but the Suns seem to be doing okay without him, still holding on to that uh, eighth spot in the West. Who should the Pelicans keep an eye on tonight who could put up some big numbers? Welcome Seems like back Gerald Green to the Black and Blue Report. Yeah, Gerald Green has been wearing it out, but he's a high-volume guy. Now, if you, if you can you know, get him to you know, get his points and shoot a, a low percentage, that's where you kind of want to have him, and that's what he did against Utah the other night. I think he was about 6 for 17 from the field. If you can get him in that situation, you have a chance to have success, but he's a high-riser. He's a guy who gets to the basket. He has unbelievable leaping ability, and he scores well. If he goes, you know, 9 for 15, then that's not the kind of night that you want him to have. And, yeah, he has still been nice to Gerald Green. He's a guy who will shoot some threes, but he also can get to the basket. So you got to be aware of what he's doing for them. And also guys who have given the Pelicans problems over the years, the Morris twins, Marquise and, Mar- and Marcus, both those guys have given the Pelicans problems over the years. So hopefully they can contain one or both of them in the process and also keep a, keep a good eye on Gerald Green. That's Pelicans radio analyst John DeShazer. You can hear him and Sean Kelly tonight starting at 9.30 on 105.3 WWLFM and the Pelicans radio network. J.D., thanks for the chat, and uh, you and Sean try to stay out of trouble this weekend. Well, that's well, I don't know if we can accomplish that, but we'll at least try to get back in one piece. When we come back, former Saints quarterback Jeff Blake joins the show. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. As one Entergy customer to another, I have a tip for you. Download the free Entergy app. If my power goes out, I check the app. The outage maps let me know what's happening and when to expect my lights back on. It also makes it easy to pay my bill and manage my account, all right from my smartphone. Download the app today or visit EntergyApp.com for more information. Giving me control in the palm of my hand? That's the power of people. Entergy. Well, he's a former pro bowler and also a former Saints quarterback. Joining us now on the Black and Blue Report is Jeff Blake. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Having a good time. Good. Thanks, Jeff. Before I get into your work with the Prep 100 series, I just wanted to ask you, uh-huh. uh, how's life after football? What are you uh, What are you doing with your time right now? Uh, life is good. You know, I'm in the process of um, still developing. I, I just started a new company called Tripod Solutions. We're a management company. We uh, manage um, uh, a few companies, a few supply companies, and we help them get their product out to the consumer. 
So I'm doing in the process of doing that, and also I'm a trainer. I still train athletes and uh, football players, and um, just watching my kids grow. Just trying to stay busy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, uh, Jeff, tomorrow is the Prep 100 series that uh, Under Armour yes. and the National Guard puts on along with the NFL. Uh, you'll be taking part of that tomorrow in New Orleans. Can you just tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, NFL Prep 100 is a series that uh, Troy Vincent, NFL players engagement program, decided to start actually last year, and it's our second year doing it. It's about second year in New Orleans, so which I'm excited about to have opportunity to come back to the city. But basically what we do, we – we uh, have uh, a coaching staff filled up with NFL players, and we try to give back as much knowledge as we can back to some of the top high school players in that region. And uh, not only do we do that, but we take them through a kind of like a mini symposium, as you will see, on, on Saturday morning, uh, which their parents are involved as well. And we talk to them about uh, NCAA qualifications, uh, um, kind of put them through like a, a – a small version of uh, the one of the test tests that they would take if they were coming out of college going to the NFL, um, talking about life skills and those type of things. And uh, what we try to do at our camps is not only that, but we try to build character and players, character and, and these young men, and we try to build them up and let them know that it's more than just football. This is this is this is a life, and uh, and you have to play it well on the field and off the field in order to be successful. This seems like a pretty cool thing. How did you uh, um, how did you get involved with this in the start? Well, um, like I said, Troy Vincent, who runs uh, uh, player um, engagement program up at an NFL office, at the league office, actually is a good friend of mine. I've known Troy since college. Okay. So we we go back to '92. Okay. So um, and we actually had opportunity to play against each other, and, and, and you know, in the league for a long long amount of time. And it's just that respect, that respect there, and. Um, have an opportunity to play quarterback in the NFL as long as I did. You develop a lot of relationships mm-hmm. and a lot of friendships, and uh, those have been maintained even after, after after my career. And those are some of the things that we, we talk to the kids about. Very cool. Now, this is an invitation-only event for select uh, high school athletes. And uh, how big yeah. of an honor is it for these kids to get invited, and how beneficial is it for them to be involved in this program? Because it seems like the kids get a lot of good experience and knowledge out of the these Prep 100 series. They do, and you know, I think one of the biggest things about it is the fact that they are being coached by guys who've actually played the game mm-hmm. at a high level and been coached the game, coached and been coached at a high level. So they're going to be getting a lot of good knowledge. Second, um, second of all, they will probably be in a position to get uh, a, a good notoriety um, and get get looked and get seen not only by uh, some coaches, but you know. Um, some of the good, you know, scouting sites that would be there, maybe rivals or, you know, and get some good write-ups. Because, you know, as well as I do, you have to promote these kids today in order for them to have opportunity. Because they're main kids. And we go over those, those numbers statistically with the kids and let them know that, you know, the, the statistically, you know, who makes it, who doesn't, mm-hmm. even from high school to college and from college to pro, that number even gets lower. So um, it's so many things that you must do to prepare yourself for that next level. And we try to equip them with that. We're talking with former Saints quarterback and former Pro Bowl quarterback Jeff Blake, who's involved with the NFL Prep 100 series tomorrow in New Orleans. Now, Jeff, I don't know how long this program has been going on, but it was it was if there was something like was there something like this available when you were at leaving high school into college? And if not, how how uh, beneficial would it have been if you guys had something like this um, before going to college? Well, the answer 
to that question is no. There was nothing even remotely close mm-hmm. to anything like this or anything that's out there now, period, other than this, uh, that's like this. But uh, if I'd have had opportunity to go through a program like this growing up, it's no telling, you know, I would have been um, maybe more even more equipped NFL player a more equipped college player you know, than I was when I even got there into those um, two places. Now, before I let you go, speaking of uh, college, the NFL draft is coming up, and I uh, just want to get uh-huh. hear your thoughts about this year's quarterback class. Who who sticks out to you the most in this uh, in this draft? Well, um, I, I'm just a big Johnny Manziel fan. You know, I had opportunities by me living in Texas, had opportunities to a lot of A&M games, and I just I just enjoy watching him play. You know, he always makes something happen out of nowhere. Seems like he he gets in trouble, and all of a sudden he's out of it, and he makes a play. And um, I like to watch guys like that play. You know, more of a shorter stature quarterback, so I can relate. You know, and uh, uh, I just like watching them play. So hopefully the Texans will take them, uh, which would be I think smart in that part because College Station is only like an hour and a half from Houston, so right. um, they have a lot of Aggie fans coming to the game and sell a lot of tickets. So uh, maybe they can kill two birds with one stone. Absolutely. Yeah, not a bad plan. Not a bad plan. Uh, that's former uh, Saints quarterback Jeff Blake, who will be at the NFL Prep 100 Series tomorrow in New Orleans. Jeff, thank you so much for the visit, and uh, enjoy your time tomorrow there. All right, thank you. I'll see you then. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap up our combine coverage with former LSU quarterback Zach Benenberger on the Black and Blue Report. XM subscribers now have a place to talk NBA 24-7. Sirius XM NBA Radio. To the lane, lays it up, he lays it up! With experts like Steve Kerr, Kenny Smith, Lionel Holland, Sam Mitchell, Jerry Stackhouse, and many more. Plus, guest appearances by NBA players, coaches, and GMs. Get closer to this. LeBron to the rim with a two-hand jam. And this. Durant fades and fires the rainbow 18-foot jumper is a thing of beauty. By listening to Sirius XM NBA Radio. Channel 217. And the Sirius XM app. Bud Light presents NFL fan dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Taking a break from Mayor Landrew's pothole repair crew. Once again, here's Sean Kelly. Well, we've heard from a few former LSU players on this week's show, and today we end with the quarterback. Former LSU quarterback Zach Mettenberger was at the Combine last week and spoke to reporters after his workout. Yeah, you know, I fit where, you know, wherever a coach or a coach staff and team uh, falls in love with me. Uh, yeah, I can't really compare myself. Uh, you know, that's Giles' job to compare us all. Uh, all I can do is control what I can control. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, a team falls in love with me and takes me on draft day. Uh, yes, um, yeah, I met with the Jaguars. Uh, Coach Bradley was awesome. Uh, you know, first time meeting him, and uh, yeah, he was, he was a tremendous guy. He really left an impression on me. Yeah, I've just been, uh, you know, doing interview stuff, asking questions about. Uh, you know, past incidents I've been a part of, and uh, you know, kind of talking about my knee and, and doing X and O stuff. Uh, 
you know, no one's really hinted at anything. All I can do is just, you know, do my best to, to impress them and, and show them what kind of guy that I am. Uh, you know, it's, it's just part of it. Um, you know, all guys that have had, you know, incidents off the field, uh, you know, it's just something that, that you got to discuss with, with GMs, coaches, and stuff that they want to hear from, from your mouth. And, uh, you know, I've, every interview that I've had, I've had to, you know, explain that situation. Um, yeah, I think I've, I've impressed them with my football IQ. Uh, I think a lot of that, you know, working with Coach Cam for a year uh, has helped me out. Also, um, you know, I've been honest and, uh, you know, upfront with all of them. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, everybody's not going to like me. All I can do is just be myself and uh, hopefully one team takes me. You know, a lot of this process for me is, uh, you know, hey, you know, you meet all these guys and you see them on TV and then you get kind of a, a personality to the face that you see. And I kind of want to do that with the coaching staff. So I want them to get to know me and uh, base their judgments off me of what, what they know uh, and not my past. So, you know, that's what I want to do first and foremost. But, um, you know, for me to be in a, in a system with a, with a team that needs a quarterback, uh, you know, a great offensive-minded coach uh, and quarterback coach is going to help me progress through my career. Um, you know, it's going to be important, and it's really important for, for all the rest of the guys. I wouldn't say there's a guy I try to, you know, be like. You know, all quarterbacks are completely different. Um, we all have different skill sets. You know, we all look different and have different mechanics. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that I watch that I, you know, when I watch the film on them, I try to see what they're thinking because a lot of their routes and concepts that they're running are the same stuff that we're doing and uh, or that I was doing at LSU. So I'm just watching them to kind of kind of live in their shoes as I watch the film and uh, just trying to learn more. You know, you, it, it's, it's really hard. I mean, you want to get down on yourself, but, you know, you can't. It's just... Um, you know, it's just another obstacle, another you know piece of adversity that I have to go through, and uh, you know I've been rehabbing really hard. I've been you know doing everything that I can do to to get back as quickly as possible, and that's that's all I can control. Um, in the NFL, you know they're always going to need guys who can who can throw the ball, uh, and that's something I do well. Uh, you know, that's something I've talked to Coach Cameron about. You know. The, the game is changing, uh, you know. I mean, there's linemen running today in the four eights, and you know, just freakish times. And uh, you know, the game's getting faster. But at the end of the day, quarterback position needs to be a guy who's going to make a make tough decisions, smart decisions, and can be pinpoint accurate when uh, when it's crunch time. I mean, would you say Peyton Manning or Tom Brady's fast? Uh, you know, obviously not. But you know, they're athletic in the pocket. Uh, you know, I think. The word athleticism can get taken out of context when talking about pocket quarterbacks, but you know all those guys are athletic. They have to be able to move in the pocket, and uh, yeah, that's something I'm still working on to, to improve. I think they're both going to be tremendous pros. Uh, whatever teams draft them, they're going to be very lucky to have them. Uh, both of them are very uh, hard workers. Uh, you know, they're they're. Exceptional in all their skills. They're, you know, one guy's better, you know, others than, than the other guy. But both of them work so hard 
and not only the physical aspects, but the mental aspects of football, and I think that's what's going to separate them in their interviews. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it is they helped me get, get up here on this podium, and uh, you know, without them, you know, we wouldn't have had the success that we had on, on offense this year. I'm gonna be ready to go by the season start. Uh, that's my that's my goal for myself. I, I fully expect to be there. Uh, you know, six weeks out, I'm running, I'm doing drops and throwing. You know, that's almost unheard of, I would say. And uh, yeah, my full intentions to to start the season off 100% and compete for the job. When we come back, I'll wrap things up on the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight Friday night, March 7th, when the Milwaukee Bucks come to town. It's Pelicans Dance Team Night at the Smoothie King Center. With the first 10,000 fans in attendance, receive a Pelicans Dance Team poster. Tip-offs at 7 p.m. with the Pelicans Fest pregame block party getting underway at 5.30, featuring live music, the Zatarain season ticket card, and a whole lot more. Tickets start as low as $16 and are available now at pelicans.com. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. Our thanks to John DeShazer, Jeff Blake, Zach Mentenberger, and also to you guys, the listeners, who take some time out of your day to listen to our podcast. Help us get the word out about the show by following us on Twitter at Black Blue Report or myself at D. Salerson and also Sean Kelly, your host, at Sean Kelly Live. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. and It'll be delivered to your tablet or mobile device every day when the show is available. Don't forget to listen to the Pelican Suns game tonight from Phoenix on 105.3 WWLFM and the Pelicans Radio Network. Sean Kelly and John DeShazer will have the call starting at 9.30 p.m. Central. and It'll also be televised on ESPN. Due to Mardi Gras, we'll have no show on Monday or Tuesday, so we'll be back on Ash Wednesday, and we'll recap the Pelicans' Mardi Gras road trip. I hope everyone has a safe and fun Mardi Gras weekend, and until Wednesday, I'm Daniel Salarson. Have a fantastic Friday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. 